your girl lizzie p and it's pedra <laughs> and she's doing an awkward robot that's really cute yeah <laughs> no that's funny what are, what are robot robot hands? <laughs> yeah this is funny because i had a dream about a live event and the fembots are definitely a thing you know people ask me like what is this thing i'm like i should make a post about it it's from the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s, y'all. Like, it's just this weird thing where there were, like, robots that they made to be very beautiful women. And, like, men would, they mm-hmm. would trick men. So they're like, oh, yes, come with us. We'll serve you dinner. We'll do this. Da, da, da. And then they were, like, deadly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, yeah. used to oh super spies, right? But it was, like, under this connotation of, like, uh, international super spy. Super spy. <laughs> that's hilarious so yes that's what it means you know i just love movies good bad ugly all in between so like that's my actual little Mm -hmm. hobby so i picked that up over the ages they redid it in austin powers as well i know that really ages me but we're here (laughs) all right so how was your week girl i don't even know I just, I took a road trip this week. Well, literally today. <laughs> so that wasn't too bad. And I'm off work the rest of the week on vacation. So I'm not mad at it. I think it'll be great. Yes, we love the vacations, okay? Yes. I need a vacation. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I just need to start a whole new life in another city. That's what I decided. But, you know, there's that. <laughs> Me every three months. <laughs> Me every Let me just take this passport. Three to six months. When I realized that life is not the life that I thought in my head that the future life was going to be. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, let's just throw it away mm-hmm. and start over. It's like scratch paper. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. New identity, everything. <laughs> Who am I this season? I'm Harajuku right. Barbie. Kawaii. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my week is, um, I'm hanging on by a thread. <laughs> to be honest we're praying. we're praying yeah and still i feel like all we do is pray and i don't know you know so we're just we're praying um gloria's not with us because she's not feeling well so pray for gloria mm-hmm. she was supposed to be back this yes. week um we love her dearly uh, my mom is mm-hmm. going to be having very serious surgery in a couple days and i realize i don't trust jesus that's just like where we're at in our relationship Lord. And I'm going to be very honest um, about that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like something has altered me. Maybe all of the years of disappointment. I don't know. You know, I just, I'm like, let's see. I feel like we're standing in a standoff, me and Jesus. And I'm like, mm-hmm. prove it. <laughs> and he's and mm-hmm. he's like, trust me, you know. And I, I just feel like I have so many people around me that have needs. And like, where are you? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So that's my that's um, my week. I had a meltdown earlier and I recovered. But, you know, that's just where we're at. And everybody keeps telling me it's going to be okay. So I'm hoping that this time it is. All things work together. That's all I have to right. say. Everything. Every single thing works together. Right. So. Works together, right? Like it's the story, yes. right? You know? Mm-hmm. But I was like thinking about it, right? Because the first message I ever preached at 11 years old was about Job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Why don't we know how Job felt after he recovered everything, though? 
with like a new family, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like this was my little, the moment me and Jesus had while I had my candle and I was like soaking in the bath. I was literally like, why is there no definition there? Because he has new wife, new kids, new cattle, new land, new home. And it's better. And it's better. Right? But like, did he not miss the old thing? Because I feel like that's what you want mm. me to like let go and let it die and just be like, oh, it's not. It was supposed to be, but it didn't because mm-hmm. it didn't happen and then you know there's like death and there, there's all these things so like what was that mm-hmm. like when people ask me yeah. if you go to heaven and talk to anybody that like would be up there who it would be like it's always mm. gonna be joke for me really i've never heard that because people avoid his story i've never heard that think about it yeah that's why I'm like, what's or happening? the thing is it's like we always say, "Well, he didn't sin," and da da da. But he said, "The thing I feared the most mm-hmm. has come upon me. The thing he feared the most." So there's no uh, fear in love. So what was it then? Right. You know. And then there's not being perfected in that. So mm-hmm. that kind of sounds like what you're saying. I don't trust you. He didn't trust the promise or i mean it literally was manifested to him like literally he had the kids he had the cattle he had everything that he needed yet he still feared maybe even that god's not faithful maybe he's gonna snatch it away from me so he said go test him and see okay the thing that he fears the most eventually all that got taken away but in that he did realize First of all, that I have to have faith in him because people said, curse him and die. Right. His wife, curse God and die. But that faith that was in him then reminded God that he was faithful. So he was like beholding him mm. and he restored it and it was better. Right. Like I think. But I see what you're saying about that, like missing the old thing. Right. Like, because I think there's a moment, there is a subheader. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what Mm -hmm. chapter it is, but like he literally, he does question God. He questions him. Yeah. He doesn't curse him. He Mm -hmm. doesn't tell God, like, I curse you, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, his friends, right? Yeah, help me, because, you know, the saints, Mm -hmm. they'll come for me. But I, because I just don't care that much, because I actually know it. I actually read the word, right? (laughs) Like, you know, this is something that's haunted me, my childhood pastor, you know, and whenever I reconnect with him from time to time, like, he always brings up, I remember you picked to preach Job, right? Like, he Mm -hmm. was specifically teaching me how to preach at this age of 11. And now, I think in the last couple of years... See, one of the titles, Job has sinned. Right. One of the... Mm. Because people said that Job has sinned, so this is why all these bad things were happening to him. But I don't even think that's why. Though. It's not. It wasn't. Time. It was solely to prove God. So, yeah, the thing is, is that... Like, when you look at the entirety of Job's story, like... It really feels like mm-hmm. the enemy was bored. Like, Satan was bored. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't kick me out of heaven. This is some BS down here. I bet you can't find one single person that won't turn against you no matter what. So it's like this progression between God and the Satan, Lucifer, mm-hmm. over, no, I know my servant Job won't do that. Yeah. So everything is, like, escalating at the point of this challenge of whether Job loved God or not. 
But other people on the mm-hmm. outside are like, oh, Job sinned, right? So I couldn't relate to that because people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you went and did this. You thought you were that. You thought God would love you. You thought you were God's favorite daughter. Boom. All these bad things have happened. But at the end of the day, like, that was the reason. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> the fear. So. One says, 19 says, Job trusts his redeemer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. So maybe that's the crux of where I'm at in my life right now. Like, I want to sit here to be able to tell you that I believe that Mm -hmm. every promise is coming to me. But there is a fear that it's maybe in elusivity and and like, does he really mean it? So when I say Mm -hmm. if I get to be a mother, if I get to be a wife, because I feel like everything was so close, like it was like, Mm -hmm. right, you watched Mm -hmm. it. And then it yeah. crumbled one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. It's like, what are, like, what are we doing? So now we're at a standstill. I feel like. But I still love God. It's kind of like the, right. Yeah, and that's okay to question. Like, people say, oh, you shouldn't ask why. It, <laughs> why would I lie? He already knows in your heart how you feel. So you might as well ask him or you might as well bring it before him. But also, I feel like it's kind of also kind of like the best is yet to come Mm -hmm. because you thought this was great and it was great. But then he brought even better because of your faithfulness, even in the times where you were distrusting or you did have some fear. Like he understands. And that's why I love um, Hebrews when they say you don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize Mm -hmm. with you. He was faced with every temptation yet. And therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Ask him for his grace and mercy and he will give it to you. He'll give it to you because he was tempted in those ways. He faced those things. He had fear. He questioned the father. He said, really? If you could take this cup from me, please take Mm. it. I don't want to do it. But nonetheless, your will be done. But he was... He was in there. Yeah. He literally, everybody preaches. He was sweating blood. Like he's so hard. He was, he was like, he was praying so hard, fighting so hard that literally veins like busted. <laughs> like Jesus still questioned it. He still tried to barter. He still was like, please, like, I don't want to do this because he still had flesh. Mm-hmm. He still was a human. He was 100% man and 100% God. He still, <laughs> he went through things. So like in that we can remember okay he faced that and he understands how i feel so let me come to him because if nobody else understands he's gonna understand more than anything Mm -hmm. yeah okay you better go ahead and minister (laughs) (laughs) no it's just gonna be a jesus heavy week on like because i don't know anything else to hold on to but i also yeah i've never felt so what is the word helpless (laughs) Yeah, like helpless or hopeless, I, and hopeless, I should say, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't think until this week I actually realized how much I had gone through in the last two years since 2020. But mm-hmm. I also, the fleshly side of me, I want to not go through another thing ever again. Yeah. Right, And I know that that will scare some people, right? They'll be like, oh my God, is she going to kill herself? Suicidal. Like, no, I'm not there currently. Um, and I've dealt with suicide before, so I understand that, like, when that's present. But 
I really um I feel no like comfort from normal things that people would say like oh just listen to worship music oh just soak just like I feel like I'm in a point where it's like yeah when Job was like in the sackcloth and ashes and he's just like but why Mm -hmm. I love you and I'm not gonna curse you but why right Mm -hmm. And I hope that on the other side of this, I can say I lived through some of the worst years of my life and like I have the people and I have the things and I have, you know, it's not really about the things. It's about a a resolved place in life. But like, I hope that that's Mm -hmm. next. But I'm living in a moment of I'm just not sure. And if God is asking me to live through another thing, my flesh tells me that I can't do it. So I don't know. Well, I'm going to tell you, you can do it. And to bring up another one, another thing in the Bible, I want to I say a story, but like, yes. Um, when Jesus literally <laughs> resurrected, honestly, Lazarus, mm-hmm. you know, Lazarus. It was too late. That's what they said. They told him to come. Mm-hmm. He stayed away for a couple of days. When he came, Martha said, why weren't you here? Mm. He's my brother is dead. Like, I thought you loved him. Mm. Why did you not come? He needed you. Now look what it is. Mary fell down at his feet. Why? Why would you let this happen? Don't you love him? Didn't you love him? Is he not your friend? They did not believe. They did not trust in who he was, really. They might have knew his power, but they were like, okay, so you can help these other people, but your friend, you will let him die? You're taking your time to come to him? I'm going through pain. I thought we were, <laughs> Jesus, what, what, what is happening? Mm. And then the miracle. Wow. No, that's and then that's real Kedra because I remember reading that scripture and I can't remember what version it's in because I listen to I read a lot of different versions of the Bible I just like it it's like a nice little hobby for me but in this particular version it says Mary says to him and you were too late Mm -hmm. (laughs) and isn't that how we often like because that's how I feel right now like you're late Mm -hmm. like you got me out here looking like a fool like my life is constantly on display You've just mm-hmm. shown every public prophetic word that has ever been given over my life. Like, people actually messaging me that. I don't know how to feel. Did you see those anonymous questions? Yeah. Like, wild. The one that the yeah. girl was like, We're waiting for you to get married. When is it happening? Like, baby, so you're too late. Like, that's how I feel. Like, you're too late. But he's actually Mm -hmm. really actually never late because the thing about Lazarus' story to me is, like, I feel like God was like, let's make sure that he's dead dead so that people know that Mm -hmm. only only this could be resurrected by me. Only Mm -hmm. I can come in and change the situation. It was days. Days. Like, it's already, the body's decomposing. Yes. So, you're late. Something's, like... It, the event has happened. It's done. Everybody's mourning already. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. here he comes. Like, yes, I do love you. Yes. Th- I came at the time that I was supposed to come. Mm-hmm. Which is not compared to our carnality of time or natural time. Mm-hmm. Right? God is the author and finisher of time. Yes. So 
that actually just gave me a little bit of hope. Actually, it actually did. Praise it God. actually I love did, it. right? Because I don't understand God's sovereignty. I told our producer earlier on the phone, F God's sovereignty. <laughs> no, he is. And it's just, I, I know, it's hard. It is so hard when you're going through it. You're like, I am hopeless. I am depressed. I am anxious. All these things. Like when you're in it, it sucks. But after you get through that thing, it's nothing like it. The freedom you feel, the victory you feel, and the faith that you in it, how it deepens. And you're like, okay, if I could get through that, I know you're walking with me. He is walking with us. He literally gave us a helper. Like, and a lot of people say, yeah, like remind yourself of the things he's done in the past. You, I could have lost my life, you know. It's your life traveling. You almost did. Yet he is faithful. So if he was faithful enough to get you through that, clearly there's a plan for it. And anything that happens, he will still be with you. And he will still cover you. And he will still speak to you. He's speaking to you. He always speaks to you. You've always heard Listen, his voice. It is the torment so, <laughs> of my life. I'm like, um, I'll yeah. take Tennessee on the rocks today, please, so your voice can be a little bit more numb. But no, I haven't um, recently been on my alcoholism. But, you know, <laughs> amen. No, yeah. but I feel I, I, amen. <laughs> I feel you. I hear you. No, like, I, I yeah. think it's important we have these real moments. Um because mm-hmm. no, I'm not really I'm not perfect I don't ever want to be perfect I think that um in this journey I'm realizing that what other people see as a reward is not what God mm. yeah. I don't even know the words to fully describe it like um I was actually talking to one of your team members Mio today and I told mm-hmm. her I said I just feel like I failed such and such I feel like I failed that daughter like, I feel like it would have been better if I didn't, if I had never known her. Mm-hmm. And this actually ties into the interview later on in the podcast that you guys will hear because, um, you know, sometimes people think like it's just like you, you're having this victim moment. Or, but I really started to wonder, like, if I never met some people, if I never gone on live with Steven and met some of you, would I, would your life be better? That's actually where I was today, like as a spiritual mom, as a mentor, as all the the titles that I wear, like, would my church be better if I never touched it? Like, that's that's no, I'll answer that for you. No, no, because the end result is not what I feel like God prophetically showed me. And so sometimes even in like being loved and loving another individual, like. I don't see it as a reward. Like I see it as I touched all these things Mm -hmm. and all these things are in whatever place that they're in, but would it be better if I didn't touch it? So I think right now, like me even doing this episode and spending the time that I'm going to be sharing with, with all of our listeners, with Teresa, like, I don't always 
feel the fulfillment from being the content creator, from being the spiritual mother, from being the leader, from being prophet Lizzie. Like there's so much criticism Mm -hmm. constantly. There's so much judgment. And what actually snapped me out of it today, even though like I'm still processing through some of it, I, I screenshotted this message or this comment because like I'm having this moment. I talked to Mio. Mio's like, we needed you. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I was in the middle of the pandemic. We were going crazy in our houses. Like, You saved people's lives. Like, what are you talking about? You know? And so she got yeah. out of the moment. But this complete stranger. You pushed people into their destinies. Please don't ever think that literally people are way better off and have more influence than they probably would have if ever, you know, quicker than they probably would have because they encountered you, because you mentored them, because you mothered them. So even if people aren't acting right, you know, you still, it's just like a, like a natural parent, you instill those things in them. They know who to turn to. Yeah. And that's just what it is. Yeah. Don't let your labor be in vain. It's nothing that you do is in vain, especially if you're listening to Jesus. Nothing. I hear you. So this is where I was at, right? Middle of the breakdown, like, do I really impact anything? And I posted this reel today. And um, the reel I just said, it's just your reminder to post the content. And it was a bunch of, mm-hmm. like, outtakes that I have. <laughs> I would never post before. Like, people just don't understand. Mm -hmm. This is why this episode is called Consuming Content to Being the Content. For most of my online journey, I have been the content. But there are things that people have never seen. Angles. I've gained, like, 15 Mm -hmm. pounds now, which some people are happy about. But, like, I also, um, like, one of my parents, you know, will be like, oh, you know, you got to keep your girlish figure so you can have a husband. Like, they don't mean anything by it. They're a boomer generation. It's a thing, right? Like, (laughs) they're an amazing parent, but that's a thing, right? You know? Um, Or Mm -hmm. should you post that because, like, your skin is still stretched out, like, on my neck, right? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I have a sponsorship pending with like a local like treatment center that's like for beauty treatments or whatever um and one of the things they want to do is like do injectables in my neck I haven't really decided yet but I say all this to say like I am very conscious of like how I look how my teeth look the the work I had out of my teeth this year because I threw up so much because of trauma and PTSD and all that stuff, right? Like, I am conscious of the Mm -hmm. stretch marks in all of the areas and my stomach and the way that I look. And, like, you know, a lot of times in my head, it will play over and over again, like, oh, yeah, like, in this world, what man is going to love you with the way your body looks or, like, how your face, like, that is a constant reel in the back of my mind. I don't need anybody to feel sorry for me for it. It's just what it is, right? Like, So I put these pictures together because I feel like Holy Spirit showed me. Put these together, do a voiceover. I did the voiceover. Here's your reminder to post the content. Wear the crop top, put the dress on. Like, you're perfectly imperfect. That's okay. You're enough at where you're at right now, right? So also, views have been very extremely discouraging. Like, six likes, 100 views. Like, it's just... I go through a lot of effort to make the content. So I'm posting it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. again, 
you want me to do all these things, but for what point? Like, what money am I making? Mm -hmm. Like, this is the lowest income year I've had in my entire content creating career, even the first year. That's insane. Post this on Facebook. And um, thank you, Stephanie Spears, if you listen to the podcast. (laughs) I hope you do. But she sent a bunch of hearts and then said, it's really hard for me to read with my contacts on. Thank you for this. Exclamation marks. I'm literally crying because of some things I have going on and going through. And this was exactly what I needed to hear. Thanks, praying hands. You're amazing and beautiful inside and out. Then I went to my inbox on Facebook because I'm like, oh, it says I have new messages. And she sent me this like very long message about how she didn't know. She doesn't know me. She just follows me. And she waits for my reels. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And, like, I just was like, Jesus, <laughs> this doesn't solve all the problems, but it made me remember why I do it. Because mm-hmm. of women like Stephanie. Because of mm-hmm. women like Teresa, who's our guest tonight. And the journey mm-hmm. of it. And, like, I can't say that it 100% makes me feel better because, like, I still need things. And... Mm-hmm. People are still, like, you know, in need. But I never got into this for people to consume content just to think, like, I'm pretty or that they like Mm -hmm. my hair color or my outfits. Like, I got into this to inspire others to be their Mm -hmm. authentic self, to share their life online. Like, I've been saying live your life online since 2006. And... Mm -hmm. I think I've done that, but it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And that's all we're going to talk about tonight is like, it's rough out here. Rough in these streets, (laughs) these content streets, content creating streets. Everybody want to be an influencer, but nobody really wants to be an influencer. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I saw that from Paul Mooney. They want the cute stuff. They want the, they mm-hmm. want the cute stuff. They want the fun stuff. They mm-hmm. want the the vacations. And they like to see you on the Riverwalk in Chicago and in Durham in North Carolina. And they like to see you, you know, at the hot spots of every place. But the reality is, is that when people turn off that camera, some of them have very real life happening. Mm-hmm. And that's just from creating experiences. That's not even talking about just living your life online. All right. So sometimes it doesn't feel worth it. But even right now, I'm happy I showed up today. Yeah. Because I really wanted to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> so any last words, Kedra? You've had all the words. No, you've, you said you've it had all. all the that words today. <laughs> no, honestly. Keep showing up. That's the word. What she said. Keep showing up. So what's up, FinBot? I have a very special guest tonight. I'm thrilled. I've been excited since I invited her. And she said yes, because I was nervous that she wasn't going to say yes. <laughs> yes, I get nervous when I reach out to people, too. Um, this Tonight, this young lady... 
this mother, this phenomenal woman, her name is Teresa Johnson. And um, our personal backstory is really interesting because I feel like I talk about my time on Periscope all the time. I feel like I'm a broken record. People probably get sick of it. But I met so many amazing people on that platform and building that platform. Teresa was one of them. Uh, you know, she was in the comments like constantly. And I went live every day for a year there. And I want to say that majority of the time when I was there, Reese was there. <laughs> like she was in the comments, you know? Um, and back then she was just talking about like, oh yeah, I'd like to create content one day or I want to have my own business. And these are the things I do, but she hadn't done any of it yet. And we're sitting here. This blows my mind because it's probably like six years later at this point. <laughs> and she is a, content creator, business owner, like she's an ordained minister at this point as well. I have watched her journey and I have been invested in the development of this woman. And I will say the only one thing that I regret in our journey is that she came to Chicago while I was in Chicago one time. I was living there at the time and a man had broken my heart. And so I, would, I didn't get off the couch and I didn't meet her at the church that week because heartbreak is horrible. But... <laughs> I really wish that I would have got to hug her neck. So everyone, welcome. Please give a round of applause for my beautiful, beautiful friend, Reese. Hey, girl, what's up? Hey, 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 <laughs> okay, hey, Reese, so tell the people a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how old you are, the kids you got, you know, your whole situation. Break it down for us. So I am from St. Louis, Missouri. I have been married for 14 years. We have five kids. They are ages 19, 15, two 13 year olds and a six year old. And Lizzie is absolutely right. It's been exactly six years because my youngest was a baby baby when I first started following her on Periscope. So it definitely has been a journey. My husband and I are both entrepreneurs. He has a cleaning business, I do catering, and now I'm doing content. I don't know how that all works together, but I am a do-it-all person, so I feel like I've gotten so many gifts inside of me that I just wanna get them out and get them out quickly and be a mom and be a wife and be a minister. I, I work heavily in my church as well. So I have a pretty full life and I'm only 34. Yeah, so. oh my gosh, I didn't even realize yeah. you were younger than me. Um, so do you remember how you found me on Periscope, though? Because this is, like, the question I have for a lot of people. And everybody's like, I don't know. Like, who was it that shared you? I do remember how I found you. I was following mm -hmm. Apostle Dumas because mm -hmm. I was also following Apostle Stevenson at the time. And I saw you in the comments and I remember him saying something about you. And for whatever reason, I clicked your name. <laughs> That's and funny. I okay, presents. I love that you remember that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cause um, you know, Apostle Sherman, I, what was at his church at that point it had been like nine years or something. So yeah, like, you know, from the very beginning and when we got on Periscope, it was literally just like, it was a beta testing thing, right? I had been like on all these apps cause I've been a content creator forever. And he's like, yeah, you should probably do this. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. 
sure, why not? And then it just became a whole life. And so, you know, like, I really didn't realize how this group of people gathered. But what was it like to consume content, like wanting to be a content creator? Like, were you even thoughtful of getting on Periscope? Or were you just attracted to it because everybody was on there? I was attracted to it because I love, ever since social media became a thing, I have loved it from day one. And it's odd because I'm married to a person who doesn't like it at all. And so the thought of me wanting to do content really drew me to things like Periscope because at the time I was really Mm -hmm. trying to get into like cooking videos and I felt like Periscope would be my first little test in the water. Cause I was always afraid. I knew I could, I knew I could cook, but to cook on camera, it's just, it was a whole thing. So Periscope, I felt like watching it and watching how people were just being their natural selves. Like it kept me wanting more and giving me like that little piece of this courage. Is true. Like, Girl, you could do that one day. This is true. I will say you, that about that platform. That. This is why I'm like, I just need to make my own, right? I miss that people were very much themselves because it's when live video first came out. And so you couldn't really hide who you were. Like, I just feel like it was going to, like, if he was going to get ugly, it's going to get ugly. If he was going to get whatever, because it's not pre-recorded and people weren't mm-hmm. used to being live. So we were all trying to figure it out. Like, live wasn't on Instagram. Live wasn't on Facebook. Periscope was that platform that launched mm-hmm. it. Um, but, yeah, so I used to do cooking lives, which makes sense, because those are the ones I remember you being on the most. And you would be like, oh, what you doing with the salmon, yep. girl? Yep. Like, <laughs> But I didn't realize that she learned how to cook, that she knew how to cook. Like, when I say that Reese's food looks so enticing, like, it makes me hungry. When I say that her and her husband's antics when he does get on social media, like, they bless my soul. The other day they were having a cookie battle. And this is the stuff that I'm talking about, about genuine content creators, because she's like, the M&M cookie is so much better. And he's like, the chocolate chip cookie is where it's at Mm -hmm. that's why they were sold out like it's this entire vibe of a connection that you don't get with everybody so when you're watching all of us cooking and experiencing that why were you so hesitant during that time to do it because i was a perfectionist and I felt like I didn't have everything that I needed to be as great as possible. Um, and I compared myself unfairly to people who have been doing it way longer than me and feeling like if I can't do it the way Liz does it, I don't want to do it. If I can't do it the way I see all these other influencers do it, then I just don't want to do it at all. But I think with the whole like live being introduced on Instagram and Facebook, it gave me that little courage like, well, maybe I could just go live a little bit and see what happens. Because I don't have to be perfect, but definitely perfectionism yeah, I get that. helped me back Honestly, a lot. like I still struggle with it to this day sometimes, you know, like a lot of people, they get really shocked when yeah. I say that, but I really feel like I will nitpick down to like the pores on my face baby (laughs) Mm -hmm. it is so hard and i think um especially with us as women like 
we could be so critical of ourselves but each other so it, it's like if it's not i remember yeah. back then i had the white fridge <laughs> the apartment i lived in had the white fridge which is like a thing for people right like oh my gosh no white fridge it had the white stove mm-hmm. and um I don't know how I would have made it through some of that content without you guys, though. And this is what I really wanted to talk to you about in the connecting with followers. How important is it for you to support other women online and to feel supported by other women? I think it's super important, and I think it's something that I've always done genuinely because Mm -hmm. I'm a woman that likes dope women and so when I see dope women doing stuff I want to follow I want to follow you I want to connect with you even if it's long distance like our connection has been long distance this this whole time but you can't tell me you're not my friend all the way Mm -hmm. on the west coast you just can't tell me that and so I think it's important and it's important to have even close circles of women that you connect with because you feed off each other. I don't do the mm-hmm. whole, like, I don't do women. No, I love women. I love everything right. about oh, us. I love that And so I like much. being connected that to women. That is real. That is real because I think over the years, like you said, it's long distance. The crazy thing is, is that I feel like there are some people in my actual, like, that have met me in real life that could call me and go out with me in the same state. And they don't have the same appreciation for me as people that I have long distance relationships with sometimes, right? And maybe it's like level of access, but I think that there are times that you have been like just encouraging or you've been like, hey, I'm checking on you, girl. Like, you know, I think that as women, we have to lean into those kind of relationships instead of competition. And the competition online... Yes, talk to me a little bit about that in the mom space, especially Um, because, you know, that's the one space that I'm not in. And I watch from the outside and I'm like, y'all, (laughs) y'all. It is heavy in the competition streets in the mom in the mom realm. But I I honestly don't look at it. Because I feel like what I have has value for somebody. It may not be for a million somebodies. It may be for 10 somebodies. But I feel like what I have to add to the conversation of being a mom, especially with the age ranges that I have, I'm, I have college kids and grade school kids. Like, I have a lot to share. I have a lot to talk about. So I don't have to worry about the the high influencers and everybody else is taking up space because there's a space for me i just i believe there's a space for me but it is heavy it is yeah like that to me is is. mind-blowing college to kindergarten right like that is a heck of a range that you have to have (laughs) you know it's like one is learning how to read one is learning how to adult managing all of that there's definitely a space for you like that in itself is a niche it's a niche Yes. So I love that. Okay, I want to ask yeah. you, when when was the time that you really decided to like double down and go all in on your content? Because I remember there was a long period of time that I was like, Reese, you need to start. Reese, what are you doing? Reese, like, come on, right? But it's okay because I think as a content creator myself and a coach, 
I realized this when I was looking over your journey. Right? Holy Spirit was taking me on a ride with it. There was a period of time that I was really upset because I was like, I poured a lot into so many people and I feel like like nobody was showing up. But in the last like even year, I'll say, people from that Periscope audience are like busting through. Some, some of y'all are making more money than me at this point. I'm like, listen... I know I gave you that idea a long time ago. What the heck? Like, how did that click open? So that's why I'm asking you about this because I know that you consume so much motivational content, so much even prophetic content. You had prophetic words sitting, like, on a shelf waiting for you. Like, what really pushed you over the edge? What made you feel like now's the time? This is why I'm doing it. So I will say that it really wasn't until this year that I really committed to it. I would say that last year I kind of played around with it. 2020, I played around with it a little bit because I didn't have anything else to do. Um, But I feel like my process of learning who I am as a woman plays a big Mm. role in me actually committing to this because when I started to really unlock who I was outside of being a mom, outside of being a wife, outside of being a minister, a sister, a friend, when I realized that I had something in me that is valuable to other people, it made me feel okay with me using my voice. And I think that being a part of Mm -hmm. this mentorship program that I've been in for a while, that gave me a lot of encouragement to like go for it. Like it's it's time to really just go for it. And I feel like with the stage Mm. that I'm in, it's a healing thing for me. It's not just creating content. It's what I it's what I've been born to do, especially in this season, because we've Mm. been my home has been in a really rough season. But creating content gives me joy. It gives me a level of peace. It gives me something to focus on outside of things that, you know, aren't the most positive things, you know, in my life. And so I feel like this year, especially in the last few months, Mm. I've silently been helping other people find their lane. And it made me be solid with finding my lane. No, I love that. I love that. What you said about healing. I feel that way about content as well. Like, some of the scariest moments of my life Mm -hmm. because I committed to it. I was showing up and we were having these deep talks and like, you know, Jesus is always in the middle of whatever conversation I have, but that was something for me too. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just here. Like this is for Lizzie, the person. I had a a talk with my therapist recently and he was like, oh, you need to get back into dancing but not to create content, just to have a hobby. Like that needs to be your hobby, to dance and have fun. And you can film it over time because he's like, I know you're going to film it and maybe release it one day, but not for like work purposes because content is actually something that fuels you. Mm -hmm. Creating is something that fuels you. I love that you bring that up with healing because I think one thing about women is that we're always going to show up, a lot of us. We're always going to show up. And what way do we show up for ourselves? So being a content creator can be the way that you show up for yourself. Because it's just for you and you just happen to share. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, so talk to me about the aspects of living your life online, especially since Mr. Man (laughs) don't like social media so much. But we love him. We love him. He's amazing. (laughs) Talk to me about that. Like, um, was it scary for you? It's interesting because I'm, like, thinking about the people that you followed on Periscope. All of us lived our lives online. Like, it was just free access. What did you think about your process in joining online? So it was very gradual because my husband is not a a fan of showing our lives. Um, I think that once he started to see that it wasn't just me being a blabbermouth and me wanting to tell, tell our business and seeing how other people will reach out to me like, oh, I really enjoyed that post or you're like, oh, you guys are so funny. You and your husband should start a YouTube channel, all these things. It started to become real for him. But Mm. honestly, it's still scary to me because as a minister, and I'm, I'm very heavily involved in ministry. Talk I about it. I <laughs> judged a lot by some of the things, some of the things that I have posted. I mean, over the last year, some of the things that I, I have posted have gotten shared to my pastor. And me and my pastor are friends. We go back a whole 10 years. So the fact that people would see stuff and go tell is just lame to me. But it would be stuff that... I would be Mm -hmm. talking about as it pertains to marriage and people would say like, oh, that's ministers are not supposed to say this and that. So it comes with a a heavy tag of judgment. But because I have taken the journey to learn who I am as a woman, continue to judge because I know me and I know my God and I know my man. Listen, you you started it. So we going to tussle with them. You know, you've been you've seen me get dragged in these streets for years. For years, okay? And that yes. is a, a sad reality, but I'm yes. glad that you're here to talk about it with me because I don't even know how to prepare people for that part of the journey. Like, there are literally people that will go to church with you and will send things to your pastor, especially if they know that you're a leader, if you're ordained, mm. if you carry a title. Like, it's almost like they stalk your life. Not to like your content, not to not to support, not to genuinely be concerned, but like literally to try and tear you down or say, oh, you don't deserve this position because you said X, Y, and Z, because you listened to this, because you wore this. I think that in my journey, it's probably been something that I cried myself to sleep at night before. Because the perception of me is not who I feel like I am. So when it comes to that about your family, because I'm thinking like, it's just me, right? Like to a certain extent, people don't know my family. I don't really post my family too much. Like I don't have a personal family. I'm not married yet. I don't have any kids. But like I'm super sensitive about me. So what is it like trying to navigate that from the standpoint of like, you're somebody's wife, you're somebody's mom, and now your family is up for judgment. Like, how do you process that out? So I'm still (laughs) learning how to process that because I'm a fighter um, and I get angry. 
And so when even the small backlash that we have gotten thus far with me being more open with our lives has caused me to have like extreme levels of anger and it do make me want to cut folks mm-hmm. off. I'm not fooling with nobody because y'all y'all whack and and don't come for me. And it it makes me want to go on the attack. And I know that's not the right thing. So I honestly would say that I'm I'm gonna have a, a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, not a problem. I'm still processing on how to deal with that because if you come for me, if you come for my man, if you come for my kids, and if you come for my relationship with God, I'm going to cut you because I know me. You can't tell me that what I post on Facebook makes me or disqualifies me from any of the the areas of my life yeah, that I am. I actually can't tell me that. love so, that because no, it's so real, no, right? I will yes. cut you. <laughs> like, I will fight you, so don't. Because there are some of us that are just froggy about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't no. do it. <laughs> like, no, I love that that's honest and that's real. I will cut and, you. I feel like people need to hear more of that because there's always the, like, politically correct, right? It's like, oh, you know, I just, like, I kind of deal with it and I meditate and I'm okay. But, like, just because you can get these hands doesn't mean that I don't love Jesus. That doesn't mean that I don't know his word. That doesn't mean that I don't know how to prophesy or whatever category you fit in. But there's some decorum here that needs to happen. So... (laughs) I actually really love this part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I really have been thinking about the journey, right? Especially since we've known each other for so long now. There are times where living your life online can feel overwhelming. But I would say the difference maker for me as a person are, are people like you. So I'm going to tell a story real quick. <laughs> I don't even know if you remember this, but this is when I remembered that she was a real one. That she was a real one. So, Reese, um, there was a girl that was following me on Periscope, and, you know, she was just very intense about everything. And um, this is when me and Ivan would go live as well. And, you know, she was just constantly, like, inboxing us and all this stuff. And so she wanted to come to a conference that I think it was one of the ones in Chicago. And she wanted to be a roommate. And all this was going on behind the scenes. And me and Ivan told her it wasn't a possibility and all this stuff, right? So she gets on my live that night and she says, I'm sitting on my bed and I'm going to kill myself because you won't be my friend. (laughs) Now, people came into this live at staggering moments, but literally... I say back to her, because prof, hashtag profit problems, I say, you're a liar. You're not sitting on your bed and you're not going to kill yourself. You just want attention. <laughs> so here's the funny thing, right? So, you know, I was like going over this with Ivan recently. And I was like, man, Reese was the hardest core, hardcore person in the comments, though. Because she said, girl, you better find Jesus. You better find you some Jesus and you better get over it. You a stranger. You not staying in the room with Lizzie P. Not our Lizzie P. Not today. Not ever. <laughs> we don't know you. Now, mind you, this is the funniest <laughs> part about it. Reese didn't really know me either. <laughs> But she was down to ride. So I said, that's a real one. And I always kept her close to me. Do you even remember that? Like, it was forever ago. But I, I kind 
still remember it because some of those lives definitely got a little rowdy and I probably definitely was in the comments. No, like, yeah, uh, that's no Reese, right? That it was that time no and it was another time where this this lame this dude was in there and I told him I wasn't interested and it was like oh everybody just came through and had so much to say and they were like oh you just think you're so pretty and Reese was like and she is <laughs> but like this is the thing so I feel like Hello? I've always had protection from the people that followed me that like we're a family so no you can't talk about my family member like, you can't talk about my online best friend. You can't <laughs> because together we're stronger. And this is part of the reason I wanted to the Phenomenal Woman podcast because I wanted there to be a space for women to support women and be like, she's really bomb at what she does and I'm going to have her back in these internet streets. Just the same way that I would have your back if I lived near you and we was at a bar and somebody, you know, tried to take you down or someone was being nice nasty at a church. So, um, yeah, talk to me about, like, solidarity, like, why you feel like it's important for us to have each other's back, whether we've met in person or not. I think it's important because there is power in community. And I feel like, especially in the Christian arena, I feel like in the world, there's enough people that's trying to stab you in the back. There's enough people trying to tear you down. And if I can't connect with people on a like a real-to-real -real basis within the church arena, like where else am I going to connect with people? And so having not seen it a lot in the church, I value it online. I value it on Facebook. I value it in my circle because I realize that in life, I can't stand alone. If I could stand alone, then Jesus would have just made me and nobody else. But he didn't. So I value friendships. I value having people that I can really lean on because life gets tough. And entrepreneurship gets tough. Content creating gets tough. So if I'm not... Um, following you know other content creators if I can't lean on Lizzie P on a random day on Instagram and see like oh she, she's bubbly today she's cheery today and I'm a little down oh let me get some of her joy like if I can't do that then yeah, I'll just be sinking real. all by myself and also and I feel like fun. sometimes we are not posting content like if we're talking about the perfectionism and not like really doing what you're called to do online sometimes we're not posting because we're he having a, a down moment or we're judging our stuff right um but i honestly feel like there are times that i posted stuff and i was like who does this matter to and then god would show me your face god would show me you know all these other people's faces and it's like okay because we're mm -hmm. looking to the massive reward or we're looking to the number amount the dollar amount you know especially in full-time entrepreneurship because I don't think people actually understand. They think they understand, but they don't know what we go through. You don't be knowing. Baby. Ah, ah, ah. You don't know. No. Um, so, like, the day that you don't post that mm -hmm. because of your own insecurities is the day that someone else doesn't get help. It's the day that someone doesn't have revelation. It's the day that someone decides yeah. to give up. And I know that that's a heavy responsibility for somebody that may be listening, but honestly, creating content does make you some kind of a leader in some ways, depending on the kind of content you share. 
And that's big. And honestly, can I tell you that I did not realize that until I was having a conversation with somebody the other night. They were telling me, yo, you're not just creating a podcast. You're branding yourself. You're actually becoming an influencer. And when they said that to me, I was kind of gasping for breath because that's not what I had in mind. All this time creating content, what people don't know is I just be talking. I feel like I just, I'm just I'm just talking. I'm just sharing my thoughts. I'm being goofy with my husband. I'm posting funny reels with Katie. And she is. She's now an Instagram <laughs> star because she got 8,000 views. Like, I mean, I'm just doing this because I find enjoyment from it. I know some of the stuff really blesses people, but most of the time I'm just living life. I'm just being me. And so when they said that I am becoming an mm. influencer, like I'm, I'm that's wild to me. That. I'm currently because, like in my mind, that. you've always been a leader. Like in my mind, you're like the influencer type. I guess. Mm, this is like a whole revelation opening up for me. What? Yeah, well, it's because of your personality. Like your your personality. I, I was just and out I here think sharing. that's the thing that I've always taught all these years is authenticity. If you go back through all of my content, that's through the thread of it. So you just being yourself is actually what resonates the most as you being an influencer. But I think there's people's ideas of influencing and then there's actual influencing. Right? So for you, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm just talking because this part. is what I would do with my girlfriends because this is how that I would part. talk to my kids. This is what we do on a regular basis. But there are some people that are setting up whole archetypes of a life that are inauthentic. And yeah, like, you went. I'm not going to say that some people don't win at that. They win at that. Yeah. Right? Like, there's the lifestyle girlies, and that's not their lifestyle. It's the one that they create for us that wins. But there is something about doubling down on who you are mm -hmm. that is unmatched. Like, so in becoming the content, even now, do you have any strategies that you implement? Are you just still like talking? So <laughs> funny, I just started trying to implement a certain strategy literally this look it's tuesday so the conversation i had with this person was on sunday i just started today really trying to zone in on some of the things that she was telling me but before this week it really was no strategy i knew that like especially mm -hmm. on my instagram i know that weight loss stuff is a lane for me even though i don't feel you said that i've been super consistent I don't feel that way and probably because I beat myself up too much, but I know like there's certain things that I want to post about that with Caden wanting to do reels. There are certain things that I post, but I'm mm -hmm. not necessarily targeting anybody that's, with that. I'm just good. really posting it. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm learning just a strategy. but yeah. no, the reason I would say you're to me, you're super consistent with it. We're always going to be the most critical person to ourselves. Like, you beat yourself up in the head more than you would your girlfriend, your friends. You know, some of these people out here, though, I'm starting to wonder. Cause I feel like, ooh, you know, I don't know if it was the pandemic. What happened? Y'all y'all real mean to your friends now. Um, right? But I feel like we've been able to see ooh. this progression 
especially in the health side of you, um, even just the stuff that I see, like you doing the jump rope, right? Like every time I log in and I see your content, I'm mm -hmm. seeing an update or like, hey, you can get out there and do it today. I didn't feel like doing it, but I'm going to do it. Do it with me. Did you get moving? That's the type of stuff that I feel like I clock you on. Like, I'm like, okay, she's still doing it. Okay, she's still doing it. Okay, she's still doing it. Right? So be kind to yourself. <laughs> really, really, really be kind to yourself. Um, so yes, in all yes, of those yes. things that you create, right? So mom, wife, entrepreneur, weight loss, catering, minister. Like, what is the hardest one that you would say? The hardest one mm. is minister, minister. And it's not because I don't believe in what I'm saying or believe that it has value, mm. but you just never know what the reaction is going to be. And I don't like to start a ruckus with people. And so sometimes I, in the past, I've posted things that I felt were, you know, necessary and needful and it's gotten a different response. And then I'm also conscious about what I say and how I say it and how I package it. Like I'm very cognizant of how I present the gospel to people, um, especially online, because my words are my words and they can't hear my tone. They can't hit, see my face. And so they can only go by what I say. And I just always am critical of myself and hoping that I'm reaching the right person and getting mm -hmm. the right message across. I feel like marriage stuff is just easy because I talk about marriage. I talk about kids, but ministry, that's the one I'm always like, really like, okay, did I say the right thing? Did I use the right word? Did I use the right scripture? Did I, did I do it right? Mm. But that's how I am in ministry overall. Anytime I sing, mm. anytime I preach, I'm very critical. You know, but I get it not, though. Not a, like a I get thing. it. I'm it's interesting. I feel like. Mm, okay, Holy Spirit, do it. Yeah, I feel like there is this connotation within Christian culture as far as content creators. I wasn't even like really going to talk to you about this tonight, but it's it's it's. I think it's very important for people to hear this. There is like a persona of Christian content creator, right? Like it's the Maverick City loving, or the shouting loving. Um, I'm constantly talking about either the prophetic or I'm talking about rebuke, right? Like, oh, you did something wrong. <laughs> or I'm talking about the newest trend in the world that is not okay. Like, it's a, it's a tone. It's a tone, right? So, like, that's the label. Like, it's Christian content creator. So, for someone organically, authentically living their life and saying like, hey, I got this revelation from scripture. So for instance, like, you know how I would constantly be like, um, the scripture with Paul where he talks about that I might be all things to all men. Like that's a huge life scripture for me where he's like, to the Jew, I became a Jew. To a Gentile, I became a Gentile. Like there's all these things in scripture that talks about evangelism but it's almost like we corner ourselves off to not evangelize 
by being able to wear the label of Christian content creator or good enough minister or good enough prophet, mm. right? And so, like, I want to highlight mm. that what you're talking about is a huge pressure, especially when you, like, serve at church or you're ordained or... I think that even in the beginning of our journey, I was just pushing live. I was literally just hitting record. And so people were getting the ups, the downs, the flaws, the insecurities, the good things, the amazing things, the prophetic words. They were getting like all of who I was as a person, but it was still very hard for them to digest because they wanted the package of what public ministry looks like to them. I just happen to think that some of us are supposed mm-hmm. to break that mold mm-hmm. so that people can actually see that following Christ is attainable. So what do you think about that? Like, you just talked about all this pressure yeah. you put on yourself. But do you think that God wants you to show some of your humanity and where you're at as a person? I think that... I know for sure God wants me to show my humanity because it's the one thing that I've been able to do freely. Mm -hmm. Like if I can't do anything else, I can show me. I can show my world. I can show my humanity. And I, I love what you said about, you know, there being a group of people called to be able to show humanity and Jesus because there has to be both. I I don't want to just be this ordained minister, this prophetic person, this leader, this worship leader, and all of this, Mm -hmm. and uh, and dismiss the human part of me, because the human part of me has imperfections, and we have to stop acting like we're we're not imperfect because we are. And I just happen to be a person, and you as well, we don't mind showing our imperfections because guess what? That's what Jesus died for. He died for all of our imperfections. And so if we never show that to people, then people look at the gospel like it's something unattainable because you have to be perfect. No, the gospel is something that you can attain because right? nobody's like perfect. It's so, I so feel like I it's think the it's best important. It's so important. part of my journey. Right. So I'm just like clearly talking to the Christian content creators that listen, because mm-hmm. I know there's like at least 10 of them at this point um, that I like are coming to my head. But I feel like that's a subculture online that is preventive and people actually being themselves. But when I look back at my own journey, I'm like. The moments that people really started to ask me about Jesus or the moments that people really connected into what I was doing or teaching was when I, like, my person was on display. Right? So I was actually, I was trying to find clips on YouTube the other day from this, but um, back during that time when me and Apostle Sherman went live about um, recovering from alcoholism and we talked about how there was a period of time where like he knew that I was drinking like fifths of Bacardi or, you know, whatever it was at the time, but I was still a leader in his church. That was like, Oh my God, like how in the world did you let this girl like, you know, do all these things? You didn't sit her down. Right. Um, and I'm looking for all these clips over this time because I'm trying to put together like, but God still loved me in that moment, but I was still worth something in that moment. So I want us to like encourage people with our lives. And I think you do a really great job at that to just say like, Hey, 
today sucked. (laughs) But we found a way to continue forward. Like, yes. today I cut somebody off. Today I I pulled up, yeah. I pulled up on them, you know? <laughs> this teacher was giving my kid a problem, and I let her have it. Indeed. And I will again in the future because I'm a human. I'm not just a Christian. I am a human. And I think if people realize that Jesus was also very much so a human as well. Like think about I think about Jesus having an attitude sometimes, right? People get really mad at me when I do this, but I don't care. Because I'm thinking about when he's like, Y'all couldn't pray with me for an hour? Like, hello. (laughs) Hello. There's that moment, and there's a moment where he turns around and tells Peter, like, get thee behind me, Satan. Like, I just hear it with the attitude, like, oh, not today. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's our Jesus. Jesus very much was like, y'all whack. When his mama is like, okay, I need you to turn this this water to wine. Like, she's outing him. Technically, she's outing, and he's like, it's not yet my time, mom. Like, you know? And then he's like, okay, but I'll do it. Like, I mean, I even think about Jesus as a kid, right? Because people don't read all the stories. They just listen to their pastor. But when you read when Jesus was in the temple when he wasn't supposed to be when he was a child, first of all, they lost his tail for three days because it was a caravan. Okay? If you read it, sir was missing. (laughs) Yes, sir was gone to the bathroom and didn't nobody see him. I was doing my and thing. And when they found him, sir was like, why was you looking for me anyway? I was right? doing my thing. I was but doing then my he like business. submitted to his earthly mother That's and father. Because huh? honor your mother and father all the days on the earth and you will have a long life, right? Yes. There's that for those of you who like to dishonor yes. your parents. But the thing yes. is, yes. is that like these were human moments. Where he's all man and all God at the same time. So there's like a conflict there. So I like to think of it in the conflict of like in my humanity, yeah. right? Because we carry Holy Spirit in us. Yeah. In my humanity, there are times of conflict yeah. that I could see in my Savior. So, but I'm also not going to like beat myself up and hide that or be like, oh, I have arrived because I'm a prophet. Like, no, I've I've arrived nowhere. (laughs) Nowhere. 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 Absolutely nowhere. I love it. I love it. So I love this conversation with you. And I'm so glad. I'm so thankful that you agreed to come on because I feel like... Um, it's good to have full circle moments (laughs) and I love that you are living and thriving. I actually feel like, okay. I actually feel like, like you are meant to mentor other women at like a higher place than, than you would be willing to submit to right now and teach other women in a lot of ways. And so I personally feel like you are a reminder to me of when you pour into people and you don't know where you'll see them one day or you don't know if it actually worked or if you were wasting your time like these are the tormenting things that have come for me over the years like what has it mattered 
you being in this space, what does it matter? But you are the representation of why it matters to me. And I want you to know that because I feel like you have so much to impart to others. And I never want you to like pull back or hold back or be like, oh, well, this is just enough because there's so much for you. And there's so much that women can learn from you because you won't be afraid to show them your scars because you won't be afraid to let them in. And I feel like the enemy has, you know, at times come to rob you of connectivity with women because of some of the things we talked about, but also just the fear of, will they leave me again? And I think that you're drawing a circle around you even now that they're not gonna leave. And then the time for some of them to go and spread their wings and do what they're called to do will come and you can release them. But I just wanna encourage you today before you get off and let you know that you're called to this. Like you're special, you know, like I don't know if you always see the journey of the fact that you went from desiring to do a thing to actually doing it. That you and your husband are full-time entrepreneurs now. It was just a hope. It was just a desire. But you're like walking it out. And that the mother that you used to say that you wanted to be like, this is the thing, Holy Spirit brought it back to me. Like you used to send in prayer requests to be the kind of mother that I see you being used to pray and used to ask me to pray for you on lives and be like, Lizzie P, can you just pray for me to be this mother? And what, and I was like, wow, like you're actually living it, Reese. So accept it and walk in it and do all of the things because you deserve all of the things, you know, and you have help. You have help. Mm-hmm. So I, I fully see it. I fully see, like, actual gatherings for women with you, you know? I, I don't even say that to most people. I'm like, you should never pull anyone together. But, like, for you, yes. Like, because it will be real raw moments of sharing, of connectivity, of fun, of laughter. And, of course, like, a whole bunch of Jesus to encourage their lives. But I really... I really understand now that like you needed that time to understand yourself. But now you're coming into a time of helping other women understand themselves. So yeah, that's just my encouragement, my admonishment to you. And I love you so much. And I thank you so much for every encouragement, every monetary donation you've ever given, every midnight message prayer that you've sent, any like phone call that you've made to say like hey I'm thinking of you even times that I didn't answer like a message for weeks at a time because I was just stuck like I know that your prayers carried me and if any of like anyone that's listening honestly you can make that kind of connection with people online and it is genuine and I'm telling you that this woman's prayers carried me through when I was on my face on the street in Chicago, Reese picked it up in the spirit and messaged me and said, I don't know what's happening to you, but I'm praying for you. 
So it's real. It's not a game. Connecting with people, growing with people, it is something that is possible. But I want to say thank you publicly to you, Reese, because I don't know if there would be as much of a Lizzie P now as there is because you have been constant support to who I am. So I love you, girl. <laughs> I love you and I just I've always wanted to tell you thank you for always picking it back up because I know that you've gone through some very hard rocky seasons but every time I want you to know if it, if your post don't ever matter to anybody it definitely matters to me even if I forget to double tap and do it do all the things know that not only do I look forward to your post, but even my husband, when I told him that I would be doing this, he was like, oh, how is Lizzie P doing? Like, she she doing good. She's still creating content. She's still blessing people. Oh, well, that's good. It's so dope that y'all are able to link together because, like you said, the connection is real, and I appreciate you for showing your flaws and for not being afraid to let people see you because you and all of everything it means something and you actually gave me the permission to even be more of myself and not feel like I had to be this cookie cutter person once I did finally get to the point of sharing my life now people can see the real me and people will still love me so I appreciate Aww. you for all I'm gonna keep it together I'm not gonna cry today you, listen right I just always me. feel like <laughs> no, I feel like I'll be hearing um, Sarah Jakes in we my head, Sarah cute. Jakes Roberts. I got to remember. Plus, cute. this is last name on there. But she'd be like, girl, get up. Girl, get up. Girl, get up. <laughs> girl, get up again. Somebody needs to see you get up again. Right? <laughs> no, it's real. It's just, it's actual factuals of life is that, you know, yeah. I, I say nowadays, like, I'm not going to how do I want to say this? I feel like I am one, like one heartbreak away, one devastation away, one loss away, right? Like that's where I feel like I'm at in my life. But I also feel like Joseph thought, felt that way <laughs> at the last mm -hmm. moment, right? Like you've forgotten me. Um, what else can go wrong, right? And mm -hmm. um, honestly, I just make a decision to get up. I just make a decision you know, and it's uncomfortable and it's hard and I feel like I should be in yeah. a different place in my life. But I'm trying to resolve that wherever we're at is where we're at. Wherever we're at is where we're at. And the only measuring yeah. post that I can have is by Holy Spirit sometimes because living an unusual life, living online, I mean, I post this on Twitter as a thread yes. <laughs> before we end this out. Um, I said, like, I have a strange, I realize how strange my life is. I don't know the last time that I've actually paid for my own clothes. I don't know the last time I paid for my own nails. I don't know the last time I ordered makeup and it was my actual money because I'm an influencer. Most things are taking care of me for me. I don't know the last time I paid for my own trip. That's hard for people to live around you or understand if they don't get it or they just feel like, oh, you just want things for free. But in the moment of me thinking about that, I switched it to like, what a blessing, right? Instead of looking at it as how some people think of it as inconsistent or some people judge it or some people yeah. say you're unstable because you like to live one place in the winter and one place in the summer. Like all of these unconventional things that some people dream about, I actually get to live. Like, I have 
crowdfunding from people all over the United States and a couple other nations now that legitimately have just been my followers. That's hard for other people to digest, but, like, it's such a blessing that I get to live this life, and it's been really hard, but it's also really fulfilling. So, you know, for those of you listening who are on the cusp of it, are just like, what's the point, or is influencing even worth it, and yada, 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 like, it is... It absolutely is. It's a little strange sometimes, but, you know, one day I might get to that place, that, like, you know, house with the marble stone and, you know, (laughs) that place. Maybe I'll get there. But I think in this conversation I've actually realized, too, like, what I've done is enough, too. Like, I'm okay with it. You know? So maybe we should just... Be okay yes. at some parts of the journey. Yeah. Because we're hard on each, on ourselves as women. That part. That part. And that is actually the basis of this whole podcast that I'm creating. is learning how to be okay with where you are in your process. Like, everybody talks about the start. Everybody talks about making it to the end. But people don't talk enough about that middle ground. And there are so many moments in the middle that you just have to be okay with whatever place you're in. And I'm learning that even now. That's why I can talk about it. Because I'm learning how to be okay with my right now. And not focus so much on the next step. Not pressure myself to hurry up and get to this destination whatever it is but just being okay with my today being okay with my right now i just want to thank you so much reese for coming on you have truly blessed me we're going to have all the links down below of how you can connect with her but go ahead and tell people where they can find you online right now um maybe your instagram wherever else you want them to be able to connect with you Thank you, first of all, for having me on. I appreciate you so much. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram, uh, The Rehab Room with an underscore at the end, as well as Facebook, my name, Therese Yay. Johnson, T-H-E-R-E-S-E. So we're definitely going to have her back, for um, sure. Um, and we'll let you know also on the Phenomenal Woman Instagram, the, some of the things she got going on, and her podcast, which is Reese Said It, which I think is so cute. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's actually Ooh. going to be rebranded a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with the rehab room. It's something my person said to me that that name stuck out. Mm-hmm. That's why I told the person in the beginning, mm-hmm. I'm out there, but I'm I'm going to get mm-hmm. my footing before I go go. I like it. But though. the rehab room Ooh, is definitely that's going to get real deep. A whole situation. Oh, goodness. Yes, that's going to get real deep. (laughs) Well, thank you, girl. I love you, love you, love you.